Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, Gompies, and welcome to 100% Hits Volume Pod, the podcast that looks at the greatest compilation series that this country's ever produced. Yeah. My name's Josh Earl, and joining me this week, first time with the podcast, welcome into your ears, into your hearts. It's Ben Knight, everyone. Yes. Hey, Gompies. Yes. See, you love it. It's great. What, is it Gompies. an acronym? No, 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 it's just what they are. They they know they're dirty little gompies. Gompies. <laughs> no, it's a, it's a a band we call the Gompies, and we were laughing about it lots on the podcast. Ah, gotcha. Yep. So it's a callback from ages ago. It's a callback from like episode five, it's, I reckon. It's always hard coming onto a podcast when everyone's got in jokes, and it's like, ah, it's so funny. Like, ah, I like, I have heard from one person that they like being called a gompie. Oh, really? Yeah. Just I, what came up to you in the street? I asked online. I said, "Do you mind me calling you guys gompies?" And one yeah. person, I, I like it. I like being called a gompie. So you've just—that's your—that's your sample size. One person. And well, you're like, I haven't—I every- haven't heard anyone say I don't like being called a gompie. That's fair enough. Maybe they're yeah. not listening. Maybe they turned off. Gompie. Yeah. Slur. I mean, gomp, gompie. Yeah, it sounds fine. Yeah. It doesn't sound. It's not cl- too close to anything. No. I don't think. Yeah. No. No. It's yeah. fine. Hey, we're talking about songs from the year two thousand. Great. How old were you in grade the year 10. 2000? Grade, grade 10. 10. Oh, I would have been 15. Yep. Yeah, 15, grade 10. Little uh, Ginger Nighty running around the Sunshine Coast. What kind of music were you listening to in year 10? Oh, I reckon it was, oh, punk, heaps of punk. Drop D tuning. Yep. Because uh, I had a guitar. Are we talking like Blink-182, Millen Collins? I'm talking Grinspoon. Oh, Grinspoon was yep. like my jam. So Guide to a Better Living was my favourite album of, of like, that was the first Proper album I bought, like um, Alanis Morissette, Jagged Little Pill was the first one on cassette. Great. But uh, Guide to a Better Living was like my first one I bought with my own money and it was real easy to play on guitar because it's just drop D tuning, if anyone knows what that means. Any of those gompies, no one's... (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, and so you just slap your finger down. Yeah. And, yeah, Dead Cat three times. It was just, yeah. Great. Anyway. So my favourite of their songs was Champion. Oh, dude, Champion Rules. That's yeah. at number 10 on that album. For yeah, and, and I, I did this thing about greatest um, like 90s Triple J bands. This was in yeah. the lockdowns. Did, did, yeah. a, did a poll kind of thing, did a, like a bracket tournament. Yes. Yep. And Grinspoon was way up there. Yeah, And then I, then I put out a, a Spotify playlist to go with it and I know Phil a little bit, okay? Oh, cool. So I messaged him saying, hey, which, which Grinspoon song yeah. would you choose? I've chosen Champion as your number one as my song to get people into the band. What we, and he goes Dead Cat three times. Yeah, yeah, Dead Cat three times rules. Because I thought Just Ace may have been another one. Yeah, but Just Ace is kind of like an anomaly. Do That's do not do like do 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 it's like kind of poppy pop punk. Yeah, but like Dead Cat three times. Oh, Dead Cat three times just yeah. It's yeah, it's sick. On the Patreon episode, I did one today with Wade Duffin and Blink One Eight Two was on there. Oh, sick! And I was talking about how that. Band was that and the Living Ends Prisoner of Society, yeah, and and, and Prisoner were probably the two 
most played songs when I was in year 11, 12. Man, Living End, I remember seeing him live at Big Day Out yeah. and I thought that because I was like, this guy's got a, a, a cello. He plays the big. It plays a double bass. Double bass, yeah. double bass, yes. Yep. And it's massive yeah. and it's black and I'm like, that's, yep. that's so whatever. It was the 2000s so I probably said it was gay, right? <laughs> anyway, he's jumped up. He's yeah. Then he jumped up on it and stood yep. on the cello whilst playing. I was like, this guy is the best. That was the thing. that they It wasn't. It was kind of gimmicky. Yeah. But they were like dressed like they were kind of rockabilly before kind of that kind of style came back around. Dude, Chris Chaney, he's like. Oh, such a good guitarist. The greatest guitarist. Yeah. He rules. Yes. He's so good. Yeah. Yeah, man. I really got into living in. We're not talking about them today. We Sorry. are talking about two bands that are very similar in in style to one of those bands, but that's coming up later. Okay, cool. Oh, I think I saw the list. You know, you know what it is. Yeah. So, we're talking, so it's volume 31, yeah. side B. So we did, went through side A with Naomi Higgins. I think we rated it four and that was very, very like. What's four? Uh, four out four, of ten. Four out of ten. Okay, gotcha. gotcha. She was very generous. So we're going to kick this off. This song, oh, it was played a lot when I was uh, in uni, so okay. in year 2000. This is Khalees. Were you at uni? I was at uni, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm a bit older. Oh yeah, yeah. You look way fucking younger than me. Thanks, man. Sorry, can you swear on this? Yeah, you can swear. Oh, okay. Well, Kalisa's about to swear. Uh, this yeah. is caught out there. Brackets. I hate you so much right now. Here we go. You can talk over. You can talk over. Oh, okay. I was, I was waiting for the whole song. <laughs> no, we won't play the whole song. Man. R&B songs back in the, the biggest intro. Sound, yes. But also, I, it sounds good still. It hasn't, like, 23 years old. This? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, music production is pretty still. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, that holds up. Yeah. Khalees rules. Is she yeah. still kicking a bit? She is. I saw it. I'll talk about it later, but I saw it Splendor in 2014. Yeah, she's amazing. So good. Because everyone just kind of thought, oh, milkshake. I just want, and then she just yeah. sings. So many, so many hits. You're like, oh, that's you. Oh, amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't she one of those ones that writes for a lot of people as well? Is she like a prince or a I know she does, Lady Gaga? Or I know she does write. So. Yeah, okay. I just remember she was very pretty. We've got to get to the chorus. I don't remember this. Oh. Were you in the clubs? I wasn't in those kind of clubs. Uh, I was at the saloon bar in Launceston and they'd oh, that play this. And it was like Wednesday night was uni night. Yeah. Oh. So that was the only night I'd, I'd go. Okay. Thursday night was uni night up in Queensland. Oh, it's, it's, the I best. Don't, I don't even know if uh, they obviously still have uni nights. Yeah. But do they in Melbourne? Well, it'd be creepy just, if you knew. It would be creepy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> imagine you guys. <laughs> See a doll, look after the kids. I'm going to uni night. When's uni night? Yeah, yeah, like yeah. Three dollar pots. Um, Man, we, our, our one was uh, at yeah uni, University of the Sunshine Coast. You yeah. get uh, five cocksucking cowboys yeah. for ten dollars, oh. and they were in those shot glasses. We They'd had come in. the saloon bar, and then there was another bar. I can't remember what it was called, but it was they had fishbowl margaritas for ten bucks. Damn! And if you finish that, you were. F- yeah. Off your head. Man. Yeah. The and, glory days. And they had uh, 
tabletop dancing. You could dance on the tables. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. See, I only heard about that in no, Byron Bay. It, it wasn't cool, but no. it was then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. You look at it now and you're yeah. like, you fucking loser. But like, yeah. <laughs> but back then you're like, dude, they let you dance on the tables. Yeah. I remember um, going to Cheeky Monkeys on the bar, um, at yep. Byron Bay and everyone's like, man, you can dance on the tables. I was like, what is this place? <laughs> this is so cool. All right, so uh, this is the first time on the pod for the singer, songwriter and chef. She's a trained chef. Bullshit. Properly trained chef. She rules. She grew up in New York, went to LaGuardia School of Music where she played the saxophone and also joined the choir. Yeah. After high school, she met and began working with Pharrell Williams and Chad Hugo of the Neptunes and they wrote or co-wrote with her and produced this song. We'll be hearing so much more of that about them in a few episodes' time. They're just going to dominate. That's the thing. They wrote so much yep. throughout the t- 2000s, right? Yeah. They the were ne- Neptune's produced. Didn't they produce most of um, Justified? Yes, them yeah. and Timber and Timberland, Timberland, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, so the beats on this track were first offered to Buster Rhymes, but he Damn. passed on it. He said, "No, I'm not, not for me." And so I mean, what that 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 like Buster Rhymes would have to go real quick over the top of that. I mean that beat. It's so weird because I've talked about this in the in the past. So like what Dre was doing with like just sounds. Yeah. Like fast forwarded music or pop music so much. Like yeah. Made everything like for, I've started this podcast. The year was ninety one. Yeah. What the sounds are like now in the year two thousand is mm. crazy. You couldn't believe it's only been nine years. In what in what way? Because I'll, I'll if love you all listen this to shit. like a Tony Perrin in Australia. Yeah. You listen to a lot of the Australian pop music that was being made. It was yeah. Just like obviously they got a little keyboard. They pressed like a, a preset. And went, yep. Oh, that sounds cool. Yeah. Let's put a guitar over that and yes. we'll do that as a yeah. dance song. And now it's like, no, no, it's it's like properly produced. So many. Like, so Dre was the one that really started. In terms of pop music, what I'm yeah. what I'm hearing, like yeah. everything he did with Snoop Dogg and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, and even if you go back to California Love, Tupac, which was kind of mm. one of the first big in this country anyway, big hip hop crossover hits. Which yes, was like yeah. people. Were really, like people were always kind of not always, but like pe- there were people who were into hip hop, yeah, but not in the pop charts. I remember there was one dude on the Sunshine Coast that was into hip hop, and he's real cool because we had rappers and we had skegs, yeah, with homies and skegs, and they fought, fought all the time. But this one dude was a surfer that loved rap, and he brought rap to the surfers. Oh. And Tupac was, yeah, he loved him so much. And I remember change, hearing changes, yep, and I was like, oh, this is sick. I think it was two thousand that I heard changes. And oh, Cypress Hill. Oh yes, was a massive was a massive one where I was just yeah. like, they're talking about weed. I've never smoked any, but yeah. that's cool. That was that was the big one because they. I think they did a tour with like uh, metal bands, like Cypress Hill did. I think so. That's dope. Yeah. Like Megadeth, maybe. Oh wow, I'm not sure. Yeah, Some right. Correct me. Anyway, so this song, Enemy ranked it the 24th best song of the 90s. Damn. Pitchfork said it's 161st best song of the 90s, which is probably more accurate. Yeah, I think so. Yep. Uh, Q Magazine had it as the 649th greatest song of all time. Of all the songs. All time. This is, yeah. So in I Australia mean, it got nah. to number 26 on the charts. Got okay. to four in the UK. Its highest charting was in the Netherlands where it got to three. Wow. Yeah. And now. Just stomping their clogs along to that. That's really great. <laughs> uh, they, uh, Kelly's took a, a break from music for a bit and went and trained at the prestigious Cordon Bleu Cookery School. I in heard this. Yeah, I yep. think it was one of those dumb facts when scrolling through Instagram that yep. she, yeah, she quit music and became a chef. Yep, that's so sick. And now she's doing both, and she goes yeah. to festivals. 
and and cooks has a little setup. As a tra- what, yeah. a food truck. Yeah. Fuck that rules. Yeah, in London That's she so did that. Funny. Yeah. All right, thanks, Kelis. She rules. So she's got a food truck and then just food truck. And hold on. You know she'd have to make milkshakes. You'd have to go there. That's pretty sick. Yeah. All right. Surely. We're moving on. All right. Get some Latin flavour. This is Enrique Iglesias. God damn. And this is the song Rhythm Divine. Question my sexuality. <laughs> he's such a good I didn't know. Guy. He's so, yeah, so handsome. Married. Even that mole, it's so big and he's still so handsome. He's had the mole removed. No! Yeah. Because he thought, uh, a few years ago, because he thought it was cancerous. Oh, okay, that's okay. Yeah. Married to Anna Kornikova. Still? Yeah, they've been together since 2001. That rules, because I remember he, he was, she was in one of his film clips. Uh, was it Hero? hero? I no. could be your hero. Yeah. Was it? No, that was a different chick. Oh, was he was in another one, I'm pretty sure. She was every high school kid's crush. Oh. Like, so, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Cornicova. Hornicova, they said. In Queensland. Hornicova. Oh, okay. like, oh, that's pretty funny. Can you tell I'm from Queensland? <laughs> we would have been saying in Tassie. Probably not as eloquently, though. I remember this one. You remember this one? Would he be the first Latin, like... One of them. Because Shakira was after. Was, yes. was Shakira after him? Yes, and but there was Ricky Martin around the same time and Mark Antony. Oh, Ricky Martin. Yeah. yeah. And so Jennifer Lopez was kind of yes. like bridging that. Even she's like from Queens. Yeah. She had that kind of influence she, in her style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. But they, they were living over there, right? They were proper Latin America. Yeah. And then brought it. Like because they yeah. all speak Spanish. Yeah. They, didn't they have Spanish uh, um, albums first? Yes. Yeah, so. And then, oh, sorry, man, I'm jumping. No, ahead. I'm saying he was a huge Latin star. He'd sold 13 million albums from 95 to 99, Damn. all of them, all of them uh, Spanish. Yeah. Uh, huge in the Latin pop market. Yeah. But that was about to change when Will Smith went to one of his gigs and said, I love this. Yeah. I want you to do a song for my new film for the soundtrack. The film's called Wild Wild West. No. And he said, do you have any English songs though? Yeah. And he said, yeah, I do have one. I'm working on a new album. I've got one. Yeah. And so the song was called Balamos. And it was the second single uh, released from Wild Wild West soundtrack, the first one being Wild Wild West. Yeah. And it went to number one in the US, this song. Not this one. Not this one, the other one. Balamos, yes. I don't, so, remember, I don't think I remember that song. I don't either. But with him and Ricky Martin, Latin pop was exploding in the in the states. Huge, huge. In Miami. Will Smith because of Will Smith. Damn. Yep. Uh, so this was the follow up single, and a fair bit of pressure was on Enrique to do well. Not just because his last song was a hit, but he'd just signed a six album deal with Universal for forty four million. Six so, albums. Three of them had to be in Spanish. Three in English. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Okay. So, so he, could he have just. <laughs> Kept the money? <laughs> no, I mean like just done three out al- like three albums, but then changed the words. Like just do English and then just sing them in Spanish. I'd say he could have. Double up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Whether or not that'd work, the phrasing, you might have to change a bit, but like yeah, oh, mate, you get keep around. The music. It yeah. gives a shit. It's 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 Spanish. So he it's and beautiful. his songwriting uh team of Paul Barry and Mark Taylor, who had a little bit of hit a uh, little luck and uh, a bit of a hit with a little song called Believe by Cher. Just before? Oh, damn, the auto-cue. Auto-tune, Auto-tune, auto-cue, that's right. So they they bunkered down in London and they wrote this song. That's when auto-tune was pumping, right? That was the first time where it was like 
properly, this is the feature. Yeah. Just who, to who, got in, it. who got in trouble? Was it T Pain that everyone T-Pain. hanged shit, shit on? And yeah. then now everyone's using it? Yeah. And I mean, people were like, because he used it every single song. It was like, yeah. that was the sound. And people thought he couldn't sing properly. And yeah. then there was a tiny desk uh, concert where he was and didn't use it and sang like a bird. Really? And everyone went, oh, fuck, he actually Sorry. can really sing. Well, that's yeah. probably why Sher got away with it because she's got the pipes already. Like yeah. it's tried and tested. Runs on the board. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So they had very high expectations for this song and so much they spent a million dollars on the film clip. Damn. 700 extras. What? That's more than Australian films get, <laughs> like 700 extras. Totally. You've just been working on Bay of Fires. Yeah. How many extras do you have down there in Queenstown? Oh, as many as you can wrangle yeah. out of the fucking, out of the shops. So this was on a beach and he's like uh, following a lady around and then she, at the end of it, walks into the ocean. Yeah, it's it's a less creepy The Way You Make Me Feel from yeah. by Michael Jackson. <laughs> Looking back on that film clip is wild, by the way. I don't think I've seen any Michael Jackson film clips lately apart from uh, maybe uh, Dangerous. Is that the one that, that no, Black um, and White from Dangerous? Yeah, no, I can't remember. Yeah, no, I don't watch him anymore either, man. <laughs> <laughs> no, I haven't seen him. But I just remember, I haven't seen him in a while, but I remember the way you make me feel. Yep. Like when you grow up, when I was growing up, I was like, ah, oh, he's walking around like trying to tune a girl. And then yeah. you watch it after like, I don't know, when, oh. when you're like a an adult, you're like, He's creepy as fuck. She's well, trying to get away the whole time. The song The Girl Is Mine, the duet with him and Paul McCartney. Yeah. About, no, she's mine. She's mine. Maybe ask her. Ask her. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Very funny. Look at us, a couple of allies here. I know, uh, right? <laughs> I'm trying to pull back from when I said gay before. <laughs> so this song went to number one in the Czech Republic, Spain, Romania, top ten in Canada, Finland, New Zealand, Hungary, Italy and Norway in the American market, which they really wanted to crack. It got to number one on the Latin charts. But on the Billboard charts, only got as high as 32. Damn. Which would have been worrying for Universal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But don't worry. He's going to come back later on in a few future episodes with um, a hit that yeah. made them all all the money in the world. Would I be correct in saying yep. hero? Yeah. Here's a, here's a fact about him. He was born with a rare congenital condition known as situs inversus which means that some of the body's major organs, such as his heart, are situated on the opposite side of the body than they normally ah. yep. I'm so sorry. When you said genital, I was like, ah. Yeah. What, I, is, what does congenital mean? Great question that I'm not, I'm not at liberty to say. No, I don't know. It's one of those things when uh, you... I was because as soon as, all I heard you said rare disease and then I heard genital somewhere in there and I was like fuck that'd be sick if Ricky if he um Enrique had, <laughs> just had like three balls or something sick. yeah it wouldn't be three his voice would be deeper if he had three that's true probably just that one. is true. just one <laughs> <laughs> all right thanks Enrique we're gonna move on thank you Enrique now sorry about a, talking about your dick this is a band who very very easily could have been on the bill with your favorite band Grinspoon. But this is a different kind of sound to it. Yeah. This is Spiderbait from yeah. the album Grand Slam. This is their song, Glockenpop. I remember because I listened to these last night. Yeah. You sent me the list. This kind of gave me um, Satan's Rainbow. Regurgitator. Yeah. Unit, yeah. Yes. Well, Je- Janet and Quan were living together at the time. Were they? They, they were a couple. Ah. They were. They're not now, but... And they had the band Happy Land together. So clearly influenced by similar things. Gotcha. Gotcha. I didn't know that. But it is very much more of a regurgitator kind of. Yeah. Not influenced, but yeah. It's got that um, 
It's like a glockenspiel sort of sounding. Well, that's how they play it when they play it live. Is it? No, they, they strip it down and play it with a glockenspiel. Yeah. Okay, that's... They did a uh, Songs in the Key of J, all the Janet sung songs. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, Cram played with a glockenspiel. Um, yeah, so... Oh, can you only play a certain amount and then it's um, then, copyrighted? Then, yeah, that's it. That's cool. Yeah. Get a little bit in. So that's uh, Cram, Janet, Wit is the uh, other member, the guitarist. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this is the fourth and final single from Grand Slam. Uh, this was the follow-up to their huge album, the Ivy and the Big Apples one, which had Buy Me a Pony and all that kind of stuff on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah. I... I Got into Regurgitator and Spider Bait, but nowhere near as much as yeah, yeah. as uh, Grinspoon. Grinspoon were like my Grinspoon and Pennywise were like because Regurgitator and Spider Bait played a little bit lighter, yeah, lighter punk. Yeah. Well, know. initially Spider Bait were very kind of heavy, but like the the pits in their shows were crazy, really. And they even Janet had a, another song. It's all about like I feel it's called, but it's like. People are dickheads. They don't care about other people. And it was they will play it to slow people down and go, "Hey, stop, just jumping." Oh, they had people. a song, yeah, about you're a dickhead. Yeah. Stop hurting people. Yeah, and, that's so and, funny. You know, and um, I I remember seeing them at the Saloon Bar in '99, supported by the band Girling, who are my favorite band. Really? They were they were they were my really? green spoon for you. Great. Uh, and they had to stop a couple of times and go, guys, you're going, you're getting out of out of control. Yeah, like let yeah. other people actually enjoy it. Yeah. And then there was a documentary called Dead Set where they talk about even their own friends weren't coming to the shows because they're like people just fucking go crazy at your shows. Yeah, right. And so I guess this may have been a way to go, I don't want people fucking getting hurt. I actually uh, want to be able to enjoy our show and not be doing crowd control. Yeah, absolutely. That's kind of cool. Yeah. So this song uh, was nominated for Best Pop Release at the Arias, lost to Kylie's Spinning Around. Probably the right choice. Fair enough. Yeah. That one was sick. So, Hold on, is that the one where she's in little gold pants? That's it. I remember that, and this is a horrible story, but I remember watching it as like a little 14-year-old nighty watching it and then uh, Dad came in and he went, whoa, Kylie, <laughs> like that, and I went, oh, well, you wrecked it now, Brian. <laughs> I can't get turned over the same shit as Dad. Like he was like so so hot for Kylie. I was like, well, fuck, you wrecked it now. Don't say anything. Just sit here. I remember it was an episode of like McLeod's Daughters or or one of those kind of shows. Yeah. And there was a gay couple in it. Yeah. Look, I'm not going to My dad, homophobic. In, yeah. You know, just a, never been around gay people before. Dude, that's all it is. It's just ignorance. Yeah. 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 And. That's why I said before I would have said gay because I, yeah. I didn't have any gay friends on the Sunshine Coast. And we were watching, and he was all that blustering, oh, 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 brother. And then, and then my mum said, "Oh, if it was two women, women would you be watching?" He goes, "Bloody, hell, I love that." Yeah. It was like, and I was like, "Oh, this is gross." Yeah, oh, yeah stop yeah. talking. Shut that. up, yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Anyway, thanks, Spider Bait. Um, all right, we're gonna move on. Geez, we go on some tangents here, don't we? Is that all right? It's, Keep well, me on track. It's exactly what I want. Okay, this I called them pop music's tripod last week. Uh, this is Taxi Ride. And this is their song, Can You Feel? Check out these harmonies. Here we go. Oh, that's good. That's like boy that's boy and bear shit. That's like Mumford and Sons. Yeah. Before Mumford and Sons. Underneath the brave around your sky. 
So this is very different to the last song we played of this. The last song was more your pop rock. Yeah. This is more, we're going to show you how talented we are as singers. Yeah. All those harmonies. Yeah. Damn. This one's for the ladies, isn't it? I'm not gonna lie, I think all their songs are for the ladies. Yeah, 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 that's true. Well, I mean, I think that's why most musicians get into it, isn't it? Alright. That's. Oh, yeah, there's the, the kick drum. Yeah. Man, I used to have a kick drum. I used to have a. I think I've told you. Were you a one, one man band? Yeah. Sunshine really? Coast, dude. I used to play. I had uh, a 12-string guitar tuned in C, yep. uh, open C, and then I, <laughs> I had a stomp on one foot, tambourine on the other foot, and wait for it, a didgeridoo. <laughs> I didn't know I had Xavier Rudd on the show. Dude, I fucking met Xavier Rudd once, yep. in, but this is so funny. We went to a, a gym in Carlton and it was just me and it, it was just heaps of Asian uni students that yep. um, would go to this one gym and I was like the basically the one Caucasian dude and Xavier Rudd went to this gym one day. I looked at him and I was like, dude, are you, are you Xavier? And he was like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, man, I came to your concert on this, on Sunshine Coast, Calandra, you were so cool. <laughs> well, he once uh, did his sound. I was at Falls Festival yeah, and he was on After Us. Yeah. But he did his sound check during my set. Of his didgeridoos. Just <laughs> I mean, I made a joke. I'm like, sure, they're all, mate, how can they're in you can't tune, tune them? Like, yeah, yeah, that's just, funny. Yeah. yeah, you can't tune. What are you fucking doing a sound check on a yeah. didge for? But yeah. I got a, the band on before me. I got the guy to come on and just play drums to my song just to try and drown out the didgeridoo. That's cool. Yeah. That's real cool. Yeah. I, I remember being in uh, at Adelaide uh, in this tiny little tent and next to me was a Fleetwood Mac tribute concert. And I'm trying to do these dumb little jokes, these little teacher jokes because yeah. I was doing a teacher show at that stage and it was just like, you can go your own. And you can see the, everyone in my crowd tapping their feet yeah. and I'm like, fuck, <laughs> listen to my jokes. It's like the Shane Gillis, he's special where you can hear the, hear yeah, the yeah, DJ yeah. next door and he goes, man, DJ's music's so much cooler so than much comedy. So much better, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the band, this band's still going strong. On the, well, they're still going. I Taxi say. right, are they? Yeah, they, they, okay. they've got a more country sounding, more like Crosby, Stills and Nash now. Not, okay. Not the kind of... Uh, pop rock they were doing in the uh, turn of the millennium. Yeah, right. What uh, was their big hit? What was Taxi Ride's big hit? What Get was Set, Everybody. Ah, uh, yeah. Go your way. And yeah, then the album yeah, after yeah. this was called Garage Mahal. That's pretty sick. Yeah. Garage uh, Mahal. This one's called Imaginate. Um, last time I talked, I, Deal was on when we talked about them and we talked about how they got their big break because their mate was driving taxis and they did a demo and he would have the ta- the demo playing in the taxi. Oh, you were talking to one of these blokes? No, Dilrook. Jason. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. So I was sorry. just telling him the story. Yeah. And then um, someone from a record label heard him and went, oh, what's this? And he said, oh, they're mate's band. He goes, oh, uh, give me their number or something like that. And so he, that's how they got signed. Ah. The well, they, they'd give their things to taxi drivers. and They had a mate who was a taxi driver. And oh, so he, great. He'd play it all the time and go, what do you think of this? Well, this is good, isn't it? They're called, like, I think... I didn't have a name at that yes, stage. Yeah, and then yeah. they changed it to Taxi Ride. Taxi Ride. Yeah. That's cool. Have you had any weird taxi experiences? Taxi? Yeah. I had one where a guy had to stop and fill up with petrol. Yeah. Then came out and said, do you mind if you pay for half the petrol, I'll turn the meter off here. Bullshit. Yeah. 
Did you do the maths in your head? Yeah, I did. It was going to the airport. I'm like, I reckon it's another 30 bucks and he only wanted 20. I'm like, yeah, I'll do that. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's a great one. Yeah. He got yeah. an extra 20 bucks and you have to pay for petrol. I remember we did a runner from a taxi drive, a taxi car when I was um, – taxi car? God, what are you, 10 learning to speak? <laughs> anyway, um, uh, yeah, we did a runner and I still feel bad about that because he probably had a family and all that sort of stuff. I was like, oh, How much was the fare? Sorry. It was only like 15 bucks. It was just four – Little grommets. Yeah. I think we'd just been water bombing cars as well. Once Dasselow and I were at Falls Fest, no, Splendor in the Grass. Yeah. And we went into town and we said to the organisers, because they were like doing trips and said, oh, can we get a lift back? And so oh, we're pretty busy. Get a taxi. They're, they're about 50 bucks in. Yeah. And we went, oh, we'll do that. And so we're expecting it to be 50 bucks and we're in it and it just goes up 60, 70. We're stand, stop still traffic. We can't get in. Shit. 80. And then it got to like 130, 140 and we were like, because we had our passes, we were just going, just drive ahead. Just don't go yeah. with all these other cars. Just go there. We got, he goes, how am I going to get back out? I'm like, we don't know, but we've got to go. We've got to, like we had a gig. Like, yeah. Yeah. And then another hour, but you're just going, I'm never going to fucking get out of here. Yeah, totally. But that was the the worst when you're seeing the meter go up, but you're not going anywhere. Up to 140 is insane though. <laughs> 140, just get yeah. out. You could just get out and walk, couldn't you? We could have, but we felt bad for him because he would have had to just sit in there. He couldn't just do a U-turn and turn back. Yeah, that's yeah. true. Actually, do you know what? This is just before we move on. This is probably my best taxi story. I just thought of about it then. Drunk, Friday's nightclub. I got a taxi home. I was we. Uh, I was making out with a lovely lady in the back seat, nice. and then the taxi driver. I went to pay at the end. And it was one of my mate's dads. Oh. <laughs> he didn't say anything. He just watched me make out with this chick for like the whole trip. God damn. Oh, no. That's gross. All right. The boys are back. Last time I said that they were back and they're doing well currently. I've been informed I was wrong. This is the band Live and their song Run to the Water. Here we go. What, are they broken up, are they? They're... You can still go see live perform, but it's not many of the members still. It's like a wolf mother. Yes. Situation. Even even more so. Though. Really? Yeah. Okay. People have gone out in, out in, taken over, control. Okay. Is there? Okay. Did you know? Throwing Copper, the album with uh, lightning crashes and stuff on it. Yeah, yeah. That's the only song I really know of them because I used to play that on acoustic guitar on the Sunshine Coast. That was my move. Actually, I got the floor. Yeah, yeah. Try and hit that note if you hit it when you're drunk. Yeah. It's such a good acoustic song, isn't it? It's like that Ouija. Yeah. Sounds like it could be Christian, Christian rock, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's very arms wide open. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, stop that before we get a. Thanks, live. Um. So here's what happened. So Ed yeah. left the band. The lead singer Ed, Ed Kowalczyk. Yes. He left. Was replaced by another singer. Then he comes back. And he tries to sue the band, and the band tries to sue him. So now things are worse. So apparently. 
Ed's fired everyone else in the band. And it all comes down to a guy called Bill Hines, who apparently conned them out of a lot of money. So today I subscribed to Rolling Stone magazine so I could read the full article. Yeah. So member Chad Taylor had Bill Hines work with him and the band as business partners. Okay. And so they're claiming that Bill stole $10 million off them. So Chad Gracie, who's another member of the band, so there's Chad Taylor and Chad Gracie, he says it's all Chad Taylor's fault mm. and Chad Gracie's now still working with this Bill um, what's it, Bill Hines guy. Okay. He's calling Chad, Chad Taylor a narcissist and a drunk and says he never wants to speak to him again. So Hines also agrees with Gracie, of course, uh, but this is noteworthy. Last year... Bill Hines pleaded no contest to felony criminal trespass, felony forgery, stalking and assault and is under house arrest in the band's former headquarters in Pennsylvania. And in the Rolling Stone article, after listing all of this, they then have a quote from Hines saying, I'm one of the nicest and kindest people you'll ever meet. Great. So they then go to talk about a former female employee who accuses Hines of sexual assaulting her, forcing her to be his girlfriend, and if they ever had an argument outside of work, he would fire her. And then also he some domestic violence. So he pled no contest, so it could just didn't have to go to court and he could just pay and, and think. Oh, he just paid it off paid yeah. it off. And she was like, I, I'm very prepared to go to court for this. I'm gonna yeah, I wanna air this all out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so back to the band. So in twenty sixteen, Ed rejoins um, mm. under the proviso that he gets forty percent of the live show money and the other three split the rest. He wanted that because he wrote all the songs, he wrote Everything, okay. I mean, if he's doing all this, all the work, I kind of get that. I know. This is what I found. All bands who survive a long time, they have it where they split the money evenly. You two, Coldplay. Are they all just okay? All like, I don't. We don't care who writes these songs. We're yeah. just going to split it evenly. Cause okay. If you don't, that's how bands break up. You can't have a couple of millionaires and a couple of guys. Who that's are fair like, enough. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So somehow, though, Chad Taylor, who doesn't contribute to the songs, like writing them, yeah. apart from his own little guitar bit. Yeah. He ended up somehow with 30% and the other two only get 15%, which guess what? That pissed off the other two members. Yeah, They're no like, shit. Why the fuck? Why the fuck do we only get I understand 15%? why he's, like, Ed's getting the money. He writes the he songs. Ri- he's the front man. He's, he's the one people know. We can all split 20%. We don't, you don't need to get 30. Why does it, is there a reason why he got 30? He, he, just- rec- he reckons because he is the heart and soul of the band. All right. This band sucks. <laughs> they do. So Ed started mo- posting messages online saying, I'm not in anyone's band. And if it goes and if he goes solo, the other members will sue him. So he's going, I'm not doing any shows. And so these guys now have a choice. Okay. Let him go with a new band. Yeah. Call it live. Yeah. And this is what he said to him. He said, I'll get new three new members, but I still give you a cut of my touring money because you were in the original band. Or if you don't want that, I won't tour at all and you'll get no money. Oh, wow. So so they're getting money for doing nothing. They're getting money for doing nothing. And he gets to use the... the he, he gets to go on tour and do shows. Hold on. The, so that was the main person that was writing all the music. Yep. and Okay. Yeah. So he gets to go out. He calls the band live. Well, if it's his... That's kind of Wolf Mother, right? Like, did he do most of the groundwork for like all the songs? I think and so, the yeah. Front man and yeah. Like, yeah. And there's just different people now in the band. That, yeah. Yeah. It's still called Wolf Mother. Yeah. Do you think it's it's an interesting one? Because like John Butler, 
changed his trio a few to, times, didn't to, he? To just John Butler now? Yes. Yeah, but like when he was John Butler trio, I remember seeing him playing a few – of course I did. I was on the Sunshine Coast. <laughs> went to Woodford, mate. Did I cry when he played Ocean on his guitar? <laughs> yes, a little bit, okay? Grow up. <laughs> what a fucking wanker. <laughs> oh, God, it's so funny getting out of that wormhole. Anyway, um, what was I talking? Yeah, if, if, you're, if your name of the band is you, like Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, yes. whatever, like um, Ben Harper. Yep, Innocent Criminals. Yes. Yep. You've kind of got a right to it, right? These are my songs and you're my backup. Like there's yeah. – but if your band name – is, is encompassing all of yeah, yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? Well, uh, two of the guys, not Ed Gracie, the other two, were saying they were joking, going, We should go to the concerts and stand at the front with signs saying, uh, Work wanted. That's pretty funny. See if anyone notices them. That'd anyway, be real. This song sucks. Moving on. Okay, we're yeah, gonna I take a break, like actually. We're gonna take a break and we'll be back after these messages. Oh, sweet. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And we're back. Now, of all of all the songs, all the bands I've talked about, this is the one where people cannot believe this band that I like them mm-hmm. when they don't. This is UK Girl Outfit, All Saints. And this is their song what? from the soundtrack to the beach. Dude, this Shores. is a fuck. This was the only one I knew. It's a great song. Oh. This takes me back. This is grade seven, I think. I think this is this nineteen ninety seven. No, this was uh, ninety nine two thousand. So the beach came out. Was in it ninety nine? Yeah. I thought the beach came out. No, I was at I was at uni. Really? I remember going to see it. Why did and kind of liking it? Yeah. Because it looked great, but not really digging it like I wanted to. Did um. Who's that? What's that? The, the actress's name? She's very androgynous looking. Tilda Swinton. Tilda Swinton. Yeah. She, she was in it, right? Yeah, she was in it, yep. And they had a sex scene together, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that. Yeah. Well, this... That's what I remember. God, I was a horny young boy, wasn't I? This was moved... Days. This was in the movie when the other uh, love interest of Leonardo DiCaprio, they were kind of swimming and kissing in the water. Yeah, that's right. In that... When this part. Yeah. yeah, that's why... Maybe this is why it's stirring me, because... Yeah. <laughs> She was a she was a babe. Yeah. And they were in the water. Jimmy Lee Dolan, I think. Yeah. Was she like a dirty dancing chick where just did that one and one hit wonder? Yeah, I don't know. Didn't see her, yeah. Well, I, I don't know how to say her name, so it's not like I, I know her film work. I remember yeah, I remember people saying I remember girls at high school. It must have been yeah, high school that I remember this. Girls at high school were saying, Oh my god, um, Leonardo DiCaprio got so muscly for it. Like he and because there, there's this one scene where he pushes himself up yep. into the canopy, and I was like, I looked at, it, I was like, that's not muscle. He's, like, <laughs> he's just a skinny dude. Like he got the nice lighting right. I was like so cranky because it was. I was at that age where like, because I don't know, you don't know how to work out your emotions and that. And if yeah. a girl liked another handsome guy, you'd be like, no, he's not. Yeah. What? 
No. See, I had, I couldn't. You can't deny it with Leonardo though. I, I was it's beautiful. I was there when he was in the fish tank scene in Romeo and Juliet, and just going, "That is, yeah, he's gorgeous, I isn't he? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. totally get it. Yeah, I no, I get it, but I wasn't emotionally intelligent yeah. enough to go like, "Yeah, he's handsome." Like you know, when you're not young, well, maybe yeah. you matured way before no, no, me. No, no, definitely. But like, it was like, no, nah, he's ugly. Like yeah. it's like no, you clearly know he's yeah. not ugly, but you don't have that emotional maturity to admit it. Yeah, when you don't want to actually say that the someone of the same sex is actually yeah, attractive because you're an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, him and. Jonathan Taylor Thomas from Home Improvement. I was yeah. like, all the all I remember, all the girls loved him. Yep. And who was the little one in Hanson? Uh, Taylor. No, he was no. the middle one. Uh, Zach. Isaac? I, I think so, yeah. And all the all the girls loved him in high school. I was like, he's ugly. <laughs> this is little ginger fucking getting cranky. So this anyway. song went to number one in the UK, like it should. It's a fucking banger. It was produced by Willie Morbett and co-written by Willie Morbett, who did uh, Madonna's... Um, Ray of Light album, and Shazne Lewis, band member, okay? Great. So she'd read half the novel in 96 and they were given the scene yeah. to write the song for. Oh, then, right, okay. Yeah. We'll, we'll do this. Um, she wrote half the lyrics on a plane mm. and, and then left them on the plane accidentally. So when she got to the studio, she like couldn't find them, so she just had to go off memory. Yeah. Which she said actually worked out better. Mm. It was like. I've heard that's a trick with creative writing. Yeah. You, you don't go over your notes. You just write from what you can remember. Yeah, almost yeah. like a first draft. Yes. Uh, and she had the title Pure Shores, even though they don't say it in the song, which is that, that's what Pure it's going to be. It's going to be called Pure Shores because yeah, she'd right. seen the, the feel, like the scene. Yeah. Like that's what it's going yeah, to be. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, William Orbit said it he took so long producing this track that he was adamant that it was shit. He goes, the more you work on yeah. something, it's just the shit it's going to get. Yes. And it's only recently that he can listen to it and go, actually, this one's all right. Yeah. Because every time he used to listen to it, he's like, oh, that was a fucking nightmare to work on. Not Chazney, uh, yes. the band. It was, just, it was just so hard. Totally, totally. The band weren't having a good, a good experience with this um, film clip, though. They filmed it and the Appleton sisters noticed they weren't getting much screen time. And so they Oh, hold on. Is All Saints three sisters? No, it's Nicole and Natalie Appleton, Chazney, okay. and then someone else. Uh, gotcha, yeah. <laughs> and... So they said, oh, we want more screen time. And Chazanay Lewis broke down in tears and said, this, I can't, I've got to leave. This, we can't do this as a band if you're going to fucking cry about oh, not getting screen time. really? Yeah, because she's writing most of the songs. So yeah. she, she's the, the live dude. She's yeah. writing most of it. Yeah. And the other, the two sisters were worried that. They, they weren't getting screen time. Yeah. So it is funny watching band. That must be such an interesting process in the editing suite. Like, okay, we've shown yeah. Justin Timberlake. This many times. Now, now we're, we're going to show Joey for tone. Yeah, for two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> it must be such an interesting time in the editing suite, though. Like, yeah. really, all right, we'll we'll show you very quickly that dude. Also, if like in a boy band like that, if you're all singers, just going, I I can't. I'm not getting. I'm only getting choruses with the rest of the with band. the rest of the boys. I yeah, get my own verse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, here's a little fact about the film. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio's character was actually first offered to um, Ewan McGregor. He won. Yeah, but Ewan uh, turned out, He didn't want to be associated as just Danny Boyle's actor who filmed it. Oh, and gotcha. then yep. Danny Boyle was offered even more money if he chose an American actor for it. And so he went, all right, well, we won't chase Ewan McGregor and I'll... We'll and Leo was just coming off Titanic, wasn't he? Yeah. I mean, yep. he, he had such a good run, didn't he? And then went quiet for a bit. A little bit, but and now then, back. Oh, dude. In a big so way. So good. All right, moving on. Another band. All Saints. That's the, that. That's a ripper. That's that, my favourite one so far. It's good to hear. Yeah. 
Did, do people give you shit about All Saints? Sometimes people are like, this is, I've had a few people on Instagram go, no good songs. They like the podcast, but they go, no good songs. You're too. From All Saints? Too lenient. Not from what? All Saints. From this other. It's all right. Off. We're going to move on. Okay, gotcha. This is my mate, Kwan, Regurgitator, and their song. Are you mates with him? Yeah, from the album Art. This is Fresh Mint. How many fucking dick swings are you going to do in this episode, mate? <laughs> I know Phil, I know Kwan. No, this is a, he was, he was a guest on the podcast. Was he? And so, yeah, and for about three episodes. Jeez, you've really fucking fallen from grace here, though, <laughs> I know, you? Three episodes night. after that, I kept on saying, oh, when, when Kwan was on, when Kwan was on, and someone hit me up, like, yeah, we know he was on, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Man, I'd fucking say that. Oh, we're so excited. It's so good. It's one of my favourite bands. Like bands when you were like 18, 19. I mean, I don't listen to Regurgitator these days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But those bands were like with you in that time. You hear them now and it takes them right back. To- it's so totally. Good. If I met Phil, I'd be like, oh, yeah. dude. Yeah. Yeah. If I met Tom Morello, Rage Against the Machine, yep. like my whole time. But like... Kind of like, I don't know why that would be number. So on the album, it's like number eight. Uh, yeah, 18 on the album. It doesn't really, like, it builds, but it doesn't, like, the chorus doesn't blow you out of the water, does it? No. Like, so this was the follow-up to uh, their album Unit. Uh, so this one was the third single from Art. The song's fine, okay? Yeah. It was their last time with drummer Martin Lee. He left kind of going there, going in a direction I don't really want to be in. Yeah. Just do it for me. Yeah. Um, and this is a tough one because even by the band's admission, they were burnt out um, from touring, mm. a bit sick of living in each other's pockets. Totally. And the huge expectations off the back of unit. They even subtitled the album, Actual Product May Not Match Expectations. That's great. Yeah. That's so funny. Yeah. Did they get big... Did uh, Regurgitator and Spiderhead get, get big overseas at all? Did they? Uh, no, no. It was no. just mainly Oz, right? Spiderbait did uh, a little bit in America. They were in Sex and the City, like as in like one of their songs was used in Sex and the City okay. and yep. kind of, you know, but like um, Quan talked about it, he didn't re- like didn't want to go tour there. Yes, like, okay. Just, it's just too much. It's such a big country. Yeah, to absolutely. Tonight, breaks bands. Um, yeah, yeah. This isn't one of their better songs, and proof of that is that when I saw them a few months ago, um, they didn't play it. It was a best of uh, show, and they didn't play this song. Okay, and it just seems a little bit regurgitated by numbers. It seems like oh, we, we, we had gonna... success with what? Let's just try and do this again. Yeah, A plus B equals C. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. All right, moving on. This is a song I didn't think I knew, and then it kicked in. I went, oh fuck, I know this song. This is Point Break, and their song. Stand tough. I don't know if I know this one. This is when I talk about how the Neptunes came in and made pop, oh, like you know, pop music sound so futuristic and good. Yeah. This is right back to nineties. Like nineties before. It's not. It just sounds old. So this is the year two thousand. It's just like bright chorus guitar. Dude, this is cut and paste five. <laughs> Father, make you get down now. Yeah. 
That's it. That's that's that five song. It is. I'd never heard that. All right, we're going to pause it there. Uh, so this song. Everybody get up, sing it one, two. That, that, you can cut and paste <laughs> that over is. the top. Yeah. So this song was used in Australia on Channel 7 for the AFL for the year 2000. It was the lead-in, like, stand up. Oh. Gotta get down to get up. Yeah. And also they used it in the Australian Open for the tennis as well that year. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. So they're a British band, three-piece, named after the film with Swayze and Keanu. That was, I mean, that was their inspiration. That's fair enough. That, that film rules. Now, two of the members were in a TV show called Biker Grove, who, along with Ant and Deck, were in that as well. Uh, okay. So, and they, another one of these TV shows that just released singers. Everyone was like, oh, we'll be a singer, we'll be a singer. And oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay. Yep. And so they released five singles and one album. This is the only one that charted in Australia. It got to number 49. It was their biggest song in the UK, it got to seven. Sounds like it's from a musical. That's what I think it sounds like. Stan. Yeah, true. It it does. It's so hard to get like the the balance right of like corny lyrics, right? Without like, what's what is it called? Stand tough. Stand tough. And then what is it? You got to st- get if you get knocked down, stand up. Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. cut and paste. That's like AI. That's like Chat GPT wrote a song, isn't it? It's like. Uh, anyway, we're gonna move on. It's funny. It's funny when. Because the uh, the footy does that all the time. They'll yeah. grab like if I say boom, here yeah. comes the boom. <laughs> Every single, I mean that does get me fired well, up. What, to be fair. Well, the the big one for me is uh, Little River Band when John Farnham was uh, singing in the band. Uh, and mm. what's the song? Uh, this time a minute to win. And you're ready. Come and get it. This time. I'm oh yeah, ready. yeah, 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 yeah. Someone's put up a whole bunch of VFL like big bumps and marks and fights to that song. Yeah. And it gets me pumped. Dude. I love it. <laughs> I can't, like, any time, that's, you know, you said champion, Grinspoon. Yeah. I wonder if they wrote that and thought this is going to get played over every fucking, yeah. like, sports highlight reel. And then Coldplay came in and they, all sports highlights now are, like, s- slow songs, kind of these emotive. And I'm having a go, I like Coldplay. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. To a point. But it's that thing of, like, for a while there, I'm like, I, I don't want to... F- feel sad and think about my dad when I'm watching sports. True. Like, they I want to get, do, I wanna get they excited. They do soft stuff yeah. over the top, didn't they? Yeah. That, that was trying to fight the toxic masculinity maybe. And then, and now they've now they've come back, they've yeah. come full circle and it's like, no, the, the, uh, the booms and the baps and all that sort of stuff. All right. A band that we've talked about before but this is their new name. They're called Islander. This is featuring Joanne BZ. This is their cover of Breaking There's No Stopping Us. Here we go. What? This is the cover. It's always interesting when you don't know the original song of it. Ah, so this was originally by Ollie and Jerry for the film Breakin', the breakdance film. What? From like the early 80s. Dude, you know um, Van Damme's an extra in that? Yes. Yeah. He's in the film clip too. Sick. Yeah. I'm actually not mad at this. This rules. Well, this was used in an Australian film, Wog Boy. That's what this was like. Yeah. Um. There's Joanne. <laughs> this is all right. This is bringing back feelings because 
Hi, you think the acoustic guitar was bad? Were you in a... 2010. Oh. Ben Nine was in a B-Boy crew. No. 2010? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, no, not 2010. No, sorry, sorry. 2000, grade 10, 2000, so that would have been 2000. Yeah, okay. 2000. When, this, when this is coming out, I was going to say. 2010 isn't even that long ago. No, sorry. Uh, year 2000, I was in grade 10. I was yep. in a B-Boy crew and I stayed in it for what, way longer. Than, what were yeah. you called? Uh, well, we had a few... We didn't really paddle anybody. We just yeah. we just danced in the uh, in the the yard. But I think it was like one of my mates had like a, a clothing brand that he tried to start called Seventh King. So I think we were like called Seventh King B Boys or some shit nice. like that. But it was yeah, we were so bad except for one dude who just shredded always. He was like an American fella that just came over and he could flare yep. and like head spin and everything. Where like just <laughs> did you ever watch the Resin Dogs, Australian kind of hip hop? Outfit kind of funky, yeah. And they had their live show was pretty much people doing head spins, just resin dogs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember that. That was every, every time they played the big day out, I'd go, maybe I can head spin. Maybe, maybe yeah, yeah. It looks easy. Yeah, it looks so easy. I've got, yeah. the, I've got like a little body like a gymnast. It hurts so much. Oh, it's so painful. Yeah, yeah. I could windmill, but I couldn't head spin anyway. Um, so this band used to be called Past to Present. This is Islander jo- Jackie. Uh, no, Joanne was from. She had a song called Jackie. It was a cover. Yeah. And it was big. It was number three. Yeah. And it was called BZ featuring Joanne. BZ stood for Blue Zone, which is the original band who did Jackie, Lisa Stanfield's band. Okay. Nothing to do with the new version. Yeah. They just redid it and thought, oh, we'll get BZ to stand for Blue Zone so people know, oh, that that song, oh, yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. So in this, she's now like, like she's down as Joanne BZ. Yeah. Her name's Joanne Acom, but she's... This is the only song she's ever done as Joanne BZ. After that, she was just, just yeah, right. Joanne. I mean, I love that song because I love that movie. That movie, I was because like there wasn't much on the internet for breakdancing and stuff, and I was like, how do? I? So I just started. Uh, who were they? Turbo and the the two breakdancers, Turbo and Ozone. <laughs> the two breakdancers in the movie Breakdance. I haven't seen Breakdance, and also I will tell Classic. you, I've not seen Wogboy either. I have. I've seen both Breakdance. And then this is set, there's a there's a sequel that I found. Is that Electric, Electric Boogaloo? Boogaloo? Yeah, and both of them. <laughs> oh my god! Because I know Electric Boogaloo is the joke that people make for the, whatever sequel it is. So yeah, say, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're making Wogboy Two Electric, Electric Boogaloo. Boogaloo. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But it it is a banger. They got to save. They got to save the community hall or what? I can't remember. It's it's. I'll have to watch it. All right, our last song. Our last song, Naughty. Damn. Here we go. Another Australian act. This one known as Groove Terminator. They've been on the show before under the name Hoops Incorporated. Okay. This is their song, One More Time, brackets the Sunshine Song. (gasps) I thought it was something else. You thought it was uh, Steal My Sunshine? Oh, One More Time. Yeah, that was fucking tough. I don't know why the brain fart. Oh, this is all right, though. It's fine. I can see this on, like... Do you know what? I bet this was on a FIFA game. It was on a game. I don't know if it was FIFA. I didn't put it down though because I'm not a gamer, but I did see it in my notes. I bet it was on a game. Yeah. It feels like like the logon page of FIFA. To me, it sounds like a Coke ad. Like I could see Coke. Yeah, yeah, this. yeah, yeah, that's true. And that's on a slide on Simon Luecki, if you're listening. I like this. This is fun. This is really cool. Yeah. I like the sampling. Uh, 
Um, so what 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 year is this? This is the year, this is from '99. Okay. He released it on his debut album in 2000. Do you know um, what it kind of reminded me of for some reason? And I know it's not. It's like, so this is an old song that they've resampled, right? Yep. So like it's obviously. From Hair, the yes. Aquarius medley. Yes. Yep. That, um, my, one of my favorite all time video clips and ads was uh, a little less conversation, oh, a little yeah. more action. The, the JXL? Yes. Yep. The Elvis one that yep. they resampled yeah. and then they just got all these because I was a, played heaps of soccer growing up. All these famous footballers. That was a great ad, yeah. Dude, Eric Cantona throwing yeah. the ball in the middle and they had all the – I wish they did ads like that. Have you seen the uh, French soccer ad? Dude. That's so great. For those Incredible. Who so it's um, – they're talking about – they're showing highlights. Talk about allies. Yeah, you and I. Yeah. They're talking – like they're showing all these highlights of soccer and saying you need this, you need this, you need this, and it's all these men. And then they're like actually what you've just seen and then they yeah. take away the graphics and it's actually the – French soccer team playing. Yeah, it's because the, the, the French National League and they've got Mbappe and like all the yeah. professional players, but it's chicks and they've just CGI'd all the famous yeah. men over the top. Yeah. And then they've gone, wait a second, and taken off the CGI. And I was yeah. like, hey, look, I must still have a little bit of misogyny left in me because I was like, oh, that was fucking, they yeah. were fucking good. Like, because they were incredible. It's the goals were amazing. Yeah, it's a great yeah. Um, so this song, uh, so he had a name change uh, and in 2000 released debut album and went on the road supporting Grinspoon of all bands. Bullshit. That I rules. I didn't know you were going to bring up Grinspoon. But that's what, fuck, did we come full circle? We have. You mentioned we it at the start. We didn't even plan that. As soon as you said Grinspoon, I said, I know, I can't wait to. Oh, you, so you knew the bookend was coming. I knew this was coming. God yeah. damn. But it was that thing because Grinspoon were touring regionally as well and so yeah. Simon Lewicki is one of these people who, like, you know, country towns, mm. not really open to this kind of stuff. I grew up in one, okay? Yeah, this yeah, kind yeah. of stuff was like, no, nah, I want to hear, like, metal, I want to hear rock, I don't, yes. don't want to hear this. Yeah. So he went out and he worked and worked and worked and, like, this is a kind of a fun song. Yeah. Probably not what Grinspoon audiences would be going out expecting. That's what I was thinking. Supporting Grinspoon is interesting. Yeah. yeah. So the guy from Body Jars on the album as well, like he does a song with him, like on it, he comes in and sings. Yeah. But uh, Simon talked about uh, that tour. I read in an interview. He said, I almost got kicked off the tour on the first night because I trashed the band room mm. because I thought that's what you're supposed to do on a rock and roll tour. And I wrote Phil's name in cold cuts on the wall. And then he goes for the rest of the tour, I do a lot of ass kicking to make up for it. But, uh, yeah, he reckons he's one of the first electronic artists to actually go and tour in regional Australia. Regional Australia. Yeah. That's so interesting, isn't it? And it's interesting, I think, maybe it's a sign of the times because I remember when Daft Punk went back and played. Yeah, they did their launch in some small country oh, Where was town. it? It was, yeah. But wasn't it because – are Daft Punk French? Are they? Yeah. yeah. They did their fruit picking apparently in that town. Oh, really? That, well, that's the story I heard. They did their fruit picking in that country town and that's the reason they went back there because they loved it so much. Yeah. yeah. That's good. So anyway, uh, so Simon is still in the music industry. He's still making music and a few years ago he was involved in this uh, uh, show called Ministry of Sound Orchestrated which is taking classic dance and club tracks mm. and have a full orchestra play them. That's cool. And get like guest singers coming out and singing. And so they'll do like... Uh, Daft Punk, uh, One More Time, they did Robert Miles' oh, Children. Wow. Well, and, and it's for all those old ravers yeah. who still like that music but don't want to go in the club and go, oh, we can sit down, have a glass of wine. Well, and there's an orchestra behind them. And it's a huge orchestra. Have you ever seen the MSO before? 
Uh, Melbourne Symphony Orchestra. I have, but not in. I saw them. It was a weird thing. I saw them do a rehearsal in their performance space where they and you yeah. can go in. I fucking loved it, dude. It is incredible. I went and watched. Um, so Goldstein's uh, Mike Goldstein's uh, fiance Shannon works for the Melbourne uh, Ballet, yep. and she got these tickets to go watch them in the Sydney My Music Bowl. I was like, all right. I'll be cultured. I'll yeah. go. Mike didn't go. He's too cool. So it was just me and uh, I think there was five girls there, five ladies, sorry. And um, I remember I went to the toilet, came back, and they started playing. I don't know what the song is. It's just that. You know that song? Yeah. It fucking blew my mind. It was one of the best things I've ever heard. That, And it's like this whole – and the best thing was because – when you go to the theatre, you're not meant to clap at the end. It's, it's it's a whole performance for like 45 to an hour yeah. and it's a story, right, and you're not meant to clap in between. But because everyone was just punters, just normal not orchestra people, yeah. go, going people, it was just like someone would do something sick, like the baritone would do like this solo and then everyone would clap and cheer and then he got pumped up and so the next singer played up to the crowd yeah. and it was like the best. It was the best night. They all went hard. I prefer that when it's a natural reaction yeah and not just oh we're now expected to clap yes like it's like no if the guy with the symbols finally gets to play yeah like he's been waiting there for like half hour you could see they were so stoked as well because it was like it it wasn't a stuffy bow tie going crowd everyone was like pumped up like there was there were three singers there was the, the what is it the tenor the and they, they, it was almost like they were battling each other because one person would do something and then the crowd went nuts. Yeah. And it was like almost like a rap battle with like these opera singers. And I was like, this rules. They were so good. And then the yeah. guys from the Resin Dogs came out and did headspins. Started doing headspins, exactly. exactly. All right. That, that, that's all our songs, Ben. So what we're going to do now is we're going to go through and you're going to tell me if it's a hit or not. Now, they, okay. say, they yep. say it's 100% hits. Oh. We'll, we'll be the judge. All right. Caught Out There, I Hate You So Much Right Now by Kelly's. I don't think it's a, like it's good, but it's not like when, when we say hit. I'm thinking like oh, you like as soon as the first ten seconds is on, you know what song it okay. is, and the first ten sec. That's okay. That's going to be my barometer. That's good. If the first, but if you don't get me in the first twenty seconds, and I don't know what song it is, then all right. So not a hit, or maybe even the chorus. No, if if I if it gets to the chorus and I don't know what it is, it's not a hit. That's and I didn't know that. Rhythm Divine by Enrique Iglesias. Uh, yes, because I knew the chorus. Glock and Pop by Spiderbait. No, I didn't know the chorus. Can You Feel by Taxi Ride. Uh, how does this chorus go? How does the chorus go again? Sorry, man. Oh, let's go. No, you don't have to play. Is it? This was this kind of like. Nah, fuck off. No, nah, it's not a. It's good, but it's not a. <laughs> I'll just, I need a rubric. Otherwise, I'll be. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I know. I need some, Yeah. Run to the Water by Live. Um. I'm trying to remember. Yeah, if you if you can't, that's the thing. If you can't remember, no, but I can't remember the chorus. I know we I, just played them before. The chorus was good, but it took a while to get there. It was like a minute thirty. I'll play. Can you play the chorus again? Sorry. Okay. Nah, nah. I'm gonna be pretty harsh. That's fine. Pure Shores by All Saints. Yes, hundred percent. That's the best one. Fresh Mint Regurgitator. Nah, that was cut and paste. I, I love Regurgitator, but no, that's not a hit. Stand Tough by Point Break. Uh, Stand Tough. 
Oh, stand tough. Nah, I didn't like it. <laughs> you can't. No, if you said no, I, I did, I didn't know the chorus. I would have no, taken it yeah. off you. Uh, breaking uh, by Alanda and Joanne. Well, that's hard because that the OJ, OJ the OG is a hit, I think. Yep. But that one, you, you can't just redo a hit and call yourself a hit. I don't think. Uh, yeah, I like the, okay. I got a bone to pick with fucking that dude that's doing Macy Gray's song. No, not Macy Gray. Uh, Tracy Chapman's song. Oh, you fast, fast car. car. Yeah. Fuck off, dude. Yeah. You haven't changed it at all. <laughs> it's exactly the same. And she, she, oh, sorry. Proper ally. Our final one. One more time. The Sunshine Song. Groove at Terminator. Well, that's another one, isn't it? They've just copied, they've cut and pasted an old song. Yeah, but they've added more to that one, I think. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, right, I'll give it a hit. Otherwise, I'll look like a... You, you look great, Ben. You look great. Three out of ten. 30% hits. That's I, what we're calling it now. I'm, I'm harsh, but my my uh, I needed a band scale. I, need some, I needed something to go by, otherwise it's all whimsical. I think you got a better batch of songs than Naomi. The second half of this album is better than the first half. Yeah. And I think Naomi gave it four out of ten. See, I'm, I'm a harsher critic. Very harsh. Well, I think that's a do you think that do you think that would be a fair assessment? A hit is when it gets to the chorus and you know it, you're like, ah, oh, that's a Yeah. I yes. I think But also how, how I would do it is the same thing. I would go, do I know this song? Yeah. Does it still move me? Yeah. Twenty years removed. And kind of that thing of like is it an automatic oh this song i have to stop what i'm doing well that's Great. what a hit is right yeah. I, I think that's you know it but you you like for example i never even listened to iron maiden right yeah. but when um they played uh oh fuck uh immigrant the immigrant song i was like oh i know this i was just like that's it that's a hit like i, I didn't I think that's led zeppelin immigrant song was it immigrant immigrant song what's the Unless Iron Maiden did a cover. No, sorry, sorry, sorry. It is Led Zeppelin. Yeah. What's the Iron Maiden song that's... The Trooper? The Trooper. Yeah. God damn. Can uh, you play The Trooper? He's The Trooper. Oh, dude. See, I'd I'd never listened to Iron Maiden growing up and then for some reason James Masters gave me all these songs to listen about, like, metal. Yeah. And I was like, these guys fucking rule. And I just went through, like, this whole stage. Um, I... I only know this because my nine-year-old loves Iron Maiden. They're incredible. Like I never see, I never listened to them. But if you played that, I was like, oh yeah, I've heard that song before. So that's yeah. what I think a hit is. And "Immigrant Song" by Led Zeppelin. I'm so embarrassed. I got the the band wrong. I'm really Sorry. nervous. Sorry. I think uh, songs like songs. There's so many Beatles songs. That yeah. I didn't listen to the Beatles growing up. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They're just in me. Yes. I hear them. I go. Oh, I yeah. know this song. Yeah, totally. It's, it's a crowded house for another band like that. Yeah. 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 These songs just there's something about those were played more in my youth. Yes. But it yeah. was that thing of going, they're just they're buried somewhere yeah. deep inside. Yeah. They better run for cover. See, that's it's, Oh, absolutely. And like that's what I think hits are. You might not even know the band. Yeah. And you hear that and you're like, Oh, I know I know this song. Yeah. And none of the well I don't even know if any Oh, but the beach, All Saints one. Pure Shores. Pure Shores yeah. was the only one that did it. And I think I was lenient on the other ones. Thanks for doing this, Ben. Dude, thanks for having me. You got anything to plug? What's that? You got shows coming up you want to talk about? Uh, I got a, I'm doing the Fringe. When's this coming out? Uh, tomorrow. Oh, dude, I'm doing Melbourne Fringe. Just follow me on Big Red Ben Knight and right. I put all my stuff on there. Oh, I'm, I've got a TV show that I'm... Bay of Fires. Bay of Fires. Filmed down in Tassie. Yep. 
Um, Bob Franklin's in it. Bob, we Bobby. have this cool scene together. I hope it, yeah, it's great. Bob rules. He's the funniest and the best dude. Everyone on that show was so good. It's the, the biggest cast ever. Um, I did a movie that'll be coming out next year sometime. That's that's ages away. And then uh, just, I don't know, stand up. Follow Ben on. At follow me on Instagram. Big Red Knight. Is that what it is? Big Red Ben Knight. Big Red Ben Knight. Hey, everyone, thanks for uh, listening. Thanks. If you are uh, a Patreon subscriber, thank you. If you're not a Patreon subscriber and you'd like to be, go to patreon.com slash DYKWIA. Over on Patreon, we're going to announce some live shows soon. So if you want to get tickets early, that's where that's the place to get it. Why aren't you? Why aren't you on the Patreon? Get on it. Exactly. Exactly. I've got mouths to feed. Anyway, you're all the best. I'll see you next time, Gompies. Bye. Bye, Gompies. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.